0: You're listening to Utah Lake Facts, Fiction, and Fun. Hello, and welcome back to the Utah Lake Facts, Fiction, and Fun podcast. This is episode number two, and I am Sam Brager, the Outreach Coordinator for Utah Lake Commission, your host, here to talk to you today about the top five questions about Utah Lake. Now, what we're bringing these questions from is actually a new effort we made in 2019. We did an educational booth at several city summer festivals. So we had our booth at places like Alpine Days up in Alpine or uh, Steel Days at American Fork. Um, All in the effort of trying to get in contact with people and have face-to-face conversations about Utah Lake. So the five topics that people asked about was honestly pretty consistent. Our number one topic was algae blooms. No big surprise there, right? Number two, carp removal. Number three, the Utah Lake Restoration Project. Number four, what is the Utah Lake Commission? And number five, the future of Utah Lake. So algae blooms, let's start with algae blooms. There's three things that I always aim to tell people when it comes to algae blooms. Number one, they can be isolated. What I mean by that is on a lake as large as Utah Lake with the sampling that they do in multiple locations, more often than not, it seems, the blooms are isolated to one spot. For instance, in 2019, the first bloom announced was actually inside of Saratoga Springs City Marina. That marina accounts for something around 0.1% of the surface area of Utah Lake. Now unfortunately, people hear algae bloom and think the lake's a write-off, it's just gone, it's just not, it's not happening that bloom was isolated to that area only we didn't have another bloom for a couple of weeks and the entire rest of the lake was 100 percent safe so the first thing i tell people blooms can be isolated so make sure you know which area a bloom applies to now in different lakes across the state you want to make sure you're aware of that as well it might be the whole lake it might not the second thing i try and tell people is what exactly an advisory is okay first thing There are two types of advisories right now, a warning and a danger. Danger's pretty easy, that means the lake's closed or the marina's closed, wherever that area is, so don't go there. The first one is more what happens, which is a warning advisory, okay? So how they determine these advisories is they check for the number of cyanobacteria cells in the water, because it's a bacteria that's the problem, and they also check for three toxins, okay? If either one of those passes the levels that they determine, the count that they're looking for, it enters either a warning, or if it's even higher, it can enter a danger. So in a warning, here are the five recommendations that come with a warning advisory. One, do not swim or water ski in this area. Two, avoid areas of algae scum when boating. Three, keep animals away. Four, do not ingest the water. Five, clean fish well and discard guts. Now, when you hear that list, that is pretty much common sense. I mean, we definitely agree with that, that you should not be letting your animals drink it. You shouldn't be drinking it yourself. And it's pretty common sense to avoid an area that looks like there's algae in the water. Now there's a couple of clarifications I wanna make. Do not swim or water ski in this area. Again, it can be isolated. Avoid areas of algae scum when boating. You can definitely boat on Utah Lake if there's an Algae bloom advisory. They recommend you avoid areas of algae scum. The next one I want to hit on is clean fish well and discard guts. I cannot tell you how many times people have told me, oh, I don't fish at Utah Lake anymore. I can't because of the algae bloom. Clean fish well and discard guts. If you're going to eat your fish as a fisherman, I bet you are already cleaning your fish well and discarding those guts. So make sure you can keep doing that and you're good to go. So if you abide by these recommendations in the area, there's an advisory, definitely it's going to help you avoid getting sick. So we definitely recommend that. The third thing I always try and tell people is there's something being done. A lot of people think that there's nothing being done. There's two things that I'd hit on. One is there's actually a water quality study that's been ongoing for a couple of years and hopefully wraps up in the next couple to uh, probably the next two to three years. And that is the Utah Lake Water Quality Study. So you can learn more about that at utahlake.deq.utah.gov. We'll make sure we have that link in the notes, so you guys can follow that on our website. That website basically talks all about this water quality study. Long story short, the goal of the study is to determine the impacts of nutrients on Utah Lake and if we can, logistically and financially, feasibly reduce those nutrients and as a result reduce algae blooms. Now, there's a lot of debate on how that should be done or if it should be done. So you can definitely learn more at that study. Um, another resource, as we wrap up algae blooms here, that I want to make sure you're aware of is the state resource for algae blooms. Okay, now this is not just Utah Lake; this is all lakes. For instance, in 2019, I think we hit almost 25 lakes across the state that got an algae bloom advisory at some point. So the website is habs.utah.gov. So that's h a b s.utah.gov and again, we'll have that link in our notes that actually will let you know the status of any advisory on a lake in the state so definitely keep that you know bookmarked in your browser so you can check on it come summertime when that starts happening the number two topic people ask us about carp removal now we're not the experts on carp removal the June sucker recovery and implementation program are definitely the best resource for that their website is junesuckerrecovery.org again I'll put that in the notes so what I can tell you is that carp removal As far as its aims were, has definitely been a success. As of 2018, they had removed over 25 million pounds of carps. They'd seen drastic reductions in the population. However, 2018 was their final year of their 10 year program and they moved to more of a maintenance mode, if you will. So previous to 2018, they were trying for about three and a half million pounds a year of removal. Now moving forward, they're only gonna aim for about a million is all that's needed to keep the population in check. Now, There was some great news this last year in 2019. Back in November was announced the proposed downlisting of the June sucker. What that means is the US Fish and Wildlife and other parties involved like the June sucker program are proposing that the June sucker be downlisted and moved from a endangered species to a threatened species. And that is a great mark of success. Now the future of the project, a lot of people wanna know, you know what's happening. You know, They still have to keep removing carp, right? They do and they're looking for other innovative solutions. They're working to try and find different ways to attack the problem and other ways to support it, like developing new habitats, like the Provo River Delta Project um, and other such projects. So work continues to move forward on it. Number three on our list we have is the Utah Lake Restoration Project. So some people may know this by a variety of names, the Arches Project, um, the Island Project. Long story short, it's uh, two brothers out of Springville who are proposing dredging all of Utah Lake and one of the big problems with what do you do with the dredge material is they would suggest building islands out of it um, for a variety of reasons. Now, we at the Utah Lake Commission, we do know some things about this they've presented at our board. However, we don't have an official stance on the project due to one of our board members being the initial decision maker on whether that project would be approved. So, because of that no official stance but we definitely have information and want to help people learn more answer their questions as best we can um, and uh, see what this project has to offer now we we do support solutions for utah lakes issues especially comprehensive solutions like this project we want to hopefully see the lake improve over the the current time the near future and long term for the public If you want to learn more about that, we'll put a link in the show notes. I won't read it off because it's super long, but long story short, it's the link to the state agency who is heading the review for this project, and that's Utah Division of Forestry, Fire, and State Lands. Um, They have a page on their website that's dedicated to this project and can help you know where it's at in the review process. Number four, unsurprisingly to me, is what is the Utah Lake Commission? Most people have not heard of us. And that's something we're working to try and rectify because once people find out what we are, their more often than not response is thank you. I'm so happy to hear somebody knows what's going on or somebody is organizing efforts. So the Utah Lake Commission is an interlocal government agency. So that means we're not state, we're not county, we're not city. Um, Our board is made up of 16 municipalities, four state agencies, the county, and the local water district. Basically what we do is the commission was created 10 years ago to achieve a, a twofold mission of one, helping all of those partners, the state, county, water district, and cities to approach Utah Lake from a collaborative perspective, to communicate and work together on projects to care for the lake as a whole. One city, the county, the water district, even one of the state agencies cannot take on all that Utah Lake has and needs by itself. So. What we do for that includes a variety of things. We work to promote resource utilization, so using Utah Lake to the best of its abilities so that it can be used for a variety of activities. We promote recreational access and try and develop the amenities at the lake. We monitor responsible economic development. We educate the public on what's going on at Utah Lake, its history and the facts about it. So all of our efforts are centered on trying to help the public utilize the lake and learn about it and understand it and help the partners who are responsible for it work in a collaborative manner. And finally, the last most common topic we were asked about was the future of the lake. So the amenities, the projects that are ongoing there and that that kind of varied on what exactly what people wanted to know more about. Um, So to start with, I would refer you back to our episode one, the future of Utah Lake that talks about some projects that are starting in the next couple of years and what the outlook is for recreational amenities, water quality, the wildlife, and the the habitat that are at Utah Lake. You know, some current projects that are hit on that are are exciting updates are the Provo River Delta Restoration Project, which is going to recreate that delta for wildlife uh, as habitat as well as recreational amenities. That actually starts construction this coming spring of 2020. Um, other projects like the Wakara Way Project are also happening. Um, the Utah Lake Trail Plan is an effort to create one continuous trail around the lake. And the next three to five years, there are several segments um, between the areas of Provo, all the way up to Linden, American Fork, and down through Saratoga Springs that are going to be coming in new to continue to, uh, that plan. There are other efforts like a wetland that is being restored in the area of Lehigh. There's talks of trying to put in, Uh, a sailboat crane to be able to help with sailboat launching at the lake. There were recently safety lights installed at the Linden Marina so people could know where the harbor entrance is after dark, and a variety of other things that are going on to take care of the lake. Amenities are at their best they've ever been, and we continue to work to improve them with new access points, improved amenities, and recreational offerings. So there is definitely a lot going on. If you want to learn more about the projects going on at Utah Lake, you can visit utahlakecommission.org slash projects okay we'll include that link on our podcast notes as well in our next episode we're going to be covering why you should recreate at utah lake and the unique thing is we're going to bring in some guests to actually speak on that topic so you're hearing from other people besides our staff hey thanks for listening this is episode number two i'm your host sam brager outreach coordinator for the utah lake commission listen in next time for more on utah lake you've been listening to utah lake facts, fiction, and fun. For more information and resources, visit utahlakecommission.org forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening.